to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Runner X Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Caroline, and I'm here with Coach Valerie. Hey, Coach, we had uh, some some races going on here at the end of February, and we have what's, what we call the Cowtown in um, here in Texas, outside of Fort Worth. And I've always thought of it, the, I've lived here about 12 years now, I always feel like that's the start of the racing season, right? It's the first big race of the uh, of now the new year, and you're coming into it. And so as we start into like this race season, what I want to know, Coach, is like, what most people like the first thing we do is we're going to go buy new clothes and new shoes, right? Because we yeah. think we think we've put too many miles on our shoes. Um, what would you recommend if I'm if if okay, it's starting the race season. I'm looking at some races. What what would you <laughs> have me think about? Okay. Well, first I do want to say that the Cowtown was my very first marathon 22 years ah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> my first trip to Fort Worth. Um, excuse me. Okay. Well, here's what I want to say. So this is fun now also for me, by the way, guys. So I, just to be fair, my first marathon I ran, a friend of mine was like, I had run a 10 K. She's like, let's go do a marathon. And I go, okay. (laughs) Like, just like that. Okay. Yeah. With no training plan, with no real thought of what we were going to do other than we knew we were going to have margaritas (laughs) when we finished and sit in the hot tub. Like, I'm not kidding. Like that was literally the, our intent and focus. Well, let me just tell you, that is not the way to train for a marathon. Um, <laughs> we do not, not recommend that at Runner <laughs> But here's what's really fun. You also don't want to think, um, I'm not ready for a marathon. I want to, here's what we want to say. Most people think, all right, I got to get some new shoes. I got to get some new clothes. We want you to think, how's my run? Let me get a check-in on my run. Before I start training for the race, before I start adding volume and distance to my running. How's my run? That that's what I really want to get across to people. So, which is why, of course, with the membership, we start with the gate analysis. Right. Now let's talk about that a little bit, because I do have people that reach out to, you know, I, I do all the stuff on the back end guys, and we get people that reach out all the time and say, can they just have Valerie watch me run? And the reason why we don't do just the a la carte uh, gate analysis isn't that, that that that's not valuable. It's extremely valuable, but once she knows, once you know what's wrong, we want to fix it. So when you come <laughs> into the membership, we sh- you kind of figure out, okay, this is my baseline. This is what's wrong. Then you start to fix it, and then you check in again, right? We do another, we do another, um, we do check-ins every week. We do live zooms, but then you want me to check in on my running, like once a month, right? That's why it's 12 weeks long. We try right. to do it. And, and, well, think about it when this, and guys, a lot of us, um, you know, they, for a long time, they were offering gait analysis, like at running shoe stores. And yeah. by the way, <laughs> that's where I had, that's where I had my first gait analysis, uh, years and years and years and years ago. And the guy told me that I pronated and I needed yeah. these shoes. And by the way, just, I always say this to people, it was such a relief Honestly, like I went to the store and I was having like a hamstring pain and I told him and he was like, well, let me watch you run. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I've never had anybody watch me run. That's so strange. And he's like, well, then I can see what's going on. All right. Watches me run. And then he's like, tells me my problem. 
and he's going to fix it with shoes. I was like, Hey, you know, left the store, like dancing. I'm going to go. Yeah. Run my marathon. Yeah. I had and- the same thing happen. They were like, <laughs> I remember it was a, they had a camera on the treadmill and I remember them showing me how my ankle, you know, pronated in, right. And it, Oh, see the, see the impact that's happening on your ankle as it yeah. absorbs the weight. We're going to stabilize that. You know, they want to just, and right. now looking back at it, I'm like, Oh, was that, that was not the right way to go about it. Well, <laughs> but here's the thing. And this is important for everybody. So mine was in the nineties before there was any kind of video. Like it was just yeah. someone looking at you. Right. And the reality is like, to be fair, you know, the shoe companies were educating the people working in the shoe stores. So it's just what you learn is what you pass on. And yeah, you are a hundred percent absorbing so much impact when you run and we can really, but think about it. If we, anyway, my point is that we've always been taught that the shoe is going to fix the running. And then people said, okay, well, let's watch you run. Now get these shoes. Well, we're here to tell you it's not the shoes. It's you. Right. So right. we look at you running. That doesn't mean you can't buy new shoes, guys. We love new shoes. We're all about it. Yeah. <clears throat> but we're here to tell you that it's the running itself that is causing you to feel like you need new shoes. Like I wear shoes that the only reason I have to buy new ones is because literally the, the, the shoe itself loses its ability to stay, you know, comfortable, which is, should be the same as you. If, you, if you're mm-hmm. not comfortable in your shoe, you get a new one. But for us, it's are you comfortable in your run? Because for so many people, when they start to train for a race or an event, they, they look at the date on the calendar and they see how long it is. And maybe they'll get a training plan that just tells you to run a you know, bunch of miles. We want you to shift your thought of how am I running? Right. Right. So if I'm, if, if I've decided I'm thinking about coming in, but um, my race isn't until, um, till the end of the year, or maybe I came in a few years ago with you. We've been doing this for a couple of years. I'm coming back into it. Um, talk about maybe why I should be checking in again. Maybe I haven't seen you in a while. Is it right? I don't have any pain, Valerie. Why should I come in? I, I... <laughs> um, right. It's, and we said, we were laughing about this earlier. Like, why do you go to the dentist twice a year? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but first you have to have that relationship with yourself and your running. It's, and by the way, guys, this is interesting. So before I got into teaching Pose Method, I had never heard of videotaping someone to watch them because I'm, an, I'm a fitness coach. I'm a personal trainer. I do strength training. I do uh, group classes. So in my world of coaching, my eyes were on you the whole time. And if I saw you doing something, I would correct you right then. So that was the way all of us were coaching. So when I met Dr. Romanoff and he's like, well, think about it. You're not going to be, you can't watch them while they're running. They're running. (laughs) They're not standing in place. (laughs) They're not standing still. So he taught me how to do gait analysis. And when I first started um, check, when we first started looking at each other running, myself included, the first thing you do is tear yourself apart. You're like, well, now people are used to being on video, but back then we were like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. This is even before like all the race photography. Then, then what happens is this. Okay, so now I'm going to take you through and I'm going to show you. And once you get to where you start to want to see the change, you'll start to really enjoy the changes you see in your, in your movement. But like anything else, everything we do is a pattern. It's a habit. And it's very easy to go back to patterns you used to do. It's mm-hmm. a very easy to not always do your practice. And this is where right. people... You know, think about what we talked about this a little bit with athletes, people that are in sports or play music or do something. They also have to do that practice. 
-hmm. And usually that involves having a teacher or a coach. Well, most runners, their running coach tends to be, maybe they're a running group. Maybe they have someone that holds them accountable to be at uh, the run itself. Right. So what we've learned over the years is that checking in, it doesn't, in the beginning, of course, we want to see you a lot more. However, checking in, whether it's like every three weeks, every other month, you'll find that you can always continue to improve and having someone kind of remind you or help you see what's going on allows you to a keep progressing rather than going back to old habits. Cause like, how come sometimes you run or you've had a calf pain and then you get out of it and you go running for a while and you're fine. Then why does it rehurt again? Right? right. We want you to, we want to get to the place where we don't wait for it to hurt again. We catch it before that happens. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So that's what we're going to want you guys to, is you're starting to get into this new, the season, you're starting to get a little sunshine maybe on your face and you're going, oh, I want to get out there. Um, you're going to say, first off, we shouldn't go buy new shoes, right? <laughs> well, no, we I'm just, you, yeah. well, no, I mean, go buy the new shoes. Cause by the way, for a lot of people tell me, and I get it, new shoes, you put, what's the first thing you want to do when you buy new shoes? Yeah, you want to go, go for a run. So I, <laughs> yeah. in a hundred percent, buy the new shoes. We're okay. just telling you that the new shoes is a great way to get you out the door, but we want you to make sure you're getting out the door correctly. That when you're going to go wear your new shoes, you're going to go run and feel really good about your running and be able to get to your race or whatever your running goal is pain-free and enjoying it like you want to. Can I ask one more question before we, before we sign off for this uh, podcast? If I'm going to go out and get a new pair of shoes and I go to the store and they say, ooh, you need a pair of nice, thick, cushioning, stability shoes. What do you recommend? Do you recommend I take their advice or do I say no? <clears throat> I want something that's a little more. What do you suggest? We talk about flexibility in the shoe. We talk about. Um, so you should, right. You should take, guys, when you pick up a pair of shoes, you should be able to bend it. And that's important because even if you're just sitting here listening to this right now, make circles with your foot, make circles with your ankles, flex and point your foot, wiggle your toes. These things need to happen in your shoe. And I, and you know, when you're running, your foot touches the ground, of course, and you want to be able to pull your foot off. But when your foot is off the ground, your ankle needs to be relaxed. And then when your foot touches, you want to have enough support that one, you're not worrying about like cutting your foot, you know, on the ground, on the ground or anything like that. So you want to have enough support that the ground is going to be, you know, comfortable, but you want to have not so much support that your foot can't sense it's on the ground. And this is where the extra can get you in trouble. So if you put a shoe on that, you literally feel like. I can't sense the ground. Not that you want to feel barefoot, but you should feel like I can feel. Does that make sense? I can feel my movement rather than I just feel like yeah. a. You want to Definitely. feel stable in your shoe. That's what I, you yeah. want to feel. Like but it's standing on the shoe to be flexible. That's that's the <laughs> thing that I, I know I didn't look at enough, is being able to bend the shoe, and make sure that it was truly flexible. So. Right, but I think the challenge is is that if the shoe is really cushy then people find that comfort in that. And what yeah. I'm saying to you is that it doesn't need to be a full flat minimalist shoe, but if the shoe feels really squishy, that also might be a sign that it's too much is what I'm saying. So just be careful. There's a nice, like, 
you know, we want that nice in between flexible, but comfort as well. <coughs> Pardon me guys. I got a <clears throat> tickle in my throat. So, okay. So this was a great conversation. It should get everybody started for the season. If you um, have been thinking about joining uh, runner X, we have the membership open right now. We're going to be open in March. We're going to be starting up a new uh, group of people coming in, hopefully for April. We hope you'll join us. We have skills, strength, self-care, interactive Zooms, and everything you need to get everything started for the 2022 running season. So we'll see you there, guys. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runnerx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runnerx.fit.